Yes, welcome back to the Bowling Boys podcast. I'm your host, Sam Nicola. Today, we'll be looking back at last night's fantastic win over Wolves. We'll be discussing Declan Rice's injury, his and Thomas Sadrick's price tag after some media speculation, and we'll be looking forward to Sunday's top four clash with Leicester. Joining me, original Bowling Boy, Adam Bird, long-time friend of the boys, Sean Gus Mason, and giving us a Leicester perspective, Jack from Leicester Fan TV. Come on, you irons. Yes, lads, how are we all? Gus is with us today. Uh, Bird, obviously, you're normally with us, and Jack from Leicester Fan TV. Nice to have you all on. I want to get straight into business here, talk about last night's game. Adam Bird, you've been here before. Tell us what you thought about the game. Um, yes, yeah, started strong again. Seemed to have, uh, although we was bringing the up in half hour again, you can just tell how much we miss Rice. Um, <clears throat> Noble did play well I thought he'd done a job but there was a gaping hole in the middle um, throughout the game to be fair as well and I think a better side well not a better side I think Wolves are a good side but they're just not really in form at the moment if they was in form I think they could have punished us a bit but looking at the positives overall um, you'll just take the grinding the results out again it weren't pretty but like I said before now, I don't care how pretty it is we got the job done. It's three points and we're back in the top four, 30 games in. So you can't moan really. A, a positive kind of off the back of Arsenal. We went 3-0 up again, but we, we did hold on. I thought Moyes made the right change as well, bringing Johnson on. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought it was overall, it was a good win. Yeah, I think you're right, especially uh, he, he's changed. Ben Johnson, he actually played quite well when he came on. I thought he was pretty calm, quite a calming influence. He's had a hard uh, time as well, Ben Johnson. Cause the last three games he's been thrown into was United twice and City. Yeah, and then City, um, right. off the back of that, a couple of people have been saying he's not ready. He's not ready. I think he is ready. But every game he plays in is a big game, isn't it, generally? Yeah, he's learning, ain't he? He's learning on the job. It's one of them. He ain't going to be... He ain't going to be the ready-made product just yet, but he, he, yesterday when he came on, I thought he'd done really well and he was just showing up the defence, especially after the Arsenal game. And then when they did get it back to 3-2 last night, I think we was all fearing the worst, but we managed to hold on quite well. Gus, what was I your take we, on the game? Well, attacking-wise, I thought it was the best I've seen us for a long time. Passing was crisp, wasn't it? One-twos, running in behind. Antonio was a nightmare. That's the best I've seen him play, like on the ball. For a long, yes. long time. He's, even his first touch was sticking. Normally, it's trampoline, isn't it? But he was sticking. Yeah. He was rolling his defenders. I thought he was outstanding going forward. Defensively, I think we miss Ogbonna massively. Yeah. Organisation. You can sort of see him when you watch him. He's always pointing, in it. He's always trying to organise the midfield and the defence. I think Dawson's... A, he is a leader, but I think he concentrates so much on his own game. Yeah. Like, I think he has of, to. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think he has to to keep his form right. So, and Diop's obviously young. He's learning. We miss Ogbonna, but going forward, outstanding, man. Again, outstanding. What, what, what did you two, what did you two make of the performance? Like, like Gus, what did you actually make of the overall performance? I thought it was a good performance. I thought in the first half, obviously, we took it to them, didn't we? Uh, we were it's supposed it. to. We're, we're going for the top four. We've got to go and beat them, beat them teams. You know what I mean? So I reckon Moyes installed that before the kickoff. And obviously, going losing that goal before half time, it makes it a bit of a different game, doesn't it? We was we was three changes. Yeah. After half hour again, they've again. won on the stroke of half time. Any team you're playing, whether it's Wolves, 
Man United, fucking Sheffield United. Second half, they was going to come out all guns blazing. Yeah. So it's, it's easy for people to say, oh, well, we were shit second half and then defended shit or it looked mm. like another Arsenal could happen, but you're going to be up against it. And I think we rolled it out. I think we defended. There was times when Diop, even for the first goal up, he got in front of him a bit too easily, I thought. Mm. He, he ball watches a lot, Diop, as well. Yeah, he's, I think he's but, still um, learning a bit, isn't he? Yeah, but listen, it was tough. The second half mm. was really tough and we fucking, mm. we got it. We st- stuck in there. And yeah, even, even towards yeah. the end, even towards him, I thought we still looked like we could make a goal. Yeah, every time we yeah. attacked last night, I think on commentary, I think they said it, I think every time we went forward, it looked like we were going to score. Yeah. Which is like yeah, very definitely in the first us, half. Like, yeah, definitely, definitely in the first, first half. half. Second Jack, half, we lost it. You Sorry, Jack, you watch the game as well, mate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From uh, spectators' point of view, obviously, we have a close eye on West Ham, obviously, because of the game at the weekend. But yeah. I think West Ham played well first half. They got the three goals. Obviously, Lingard's goal were absolutely brilliant, to be fair. The way he ran, Mikel Antonio took the defenders away as he does. And yeah. he's just a nightmare for defenders, Mikel Antonio. You don't want to come up against him. He's got the strength. He's got the pace about him. And he's just a nightmare for defenders. And I think Lingard's goal was fantastic. And the way he'd done a Berbatov turn on that, that um, Samedo <laughs> was fantastic. <laughs> but, um, second off, you conceded that second goal. And then you looked a bit shaky in it. Like, you're a bit in a panic mode. Like, you had to go defensive a lot. And I guess you had to attack at the right times, as you do. But you ended up grinding out the result and the three points and getting into the top four again, which is good for you guys. Yeah, for, I mean, for me, uh, my take on the performance, it was a real mixed bag mm. of how good the season has been and what could possibly come to quite a bad ending. If the, the first 30 minutes again, first 30, first 40 minutes, we were just out of blocks. But to be fair, even to be fair to Wolves, even during that time, I thought it, it could have actually been 3 all if they had any anything mm. bad in front of goal. So for us to be 3 new up, I think it definitely shows we're a lot more clinical now. Uh, Antonio at the post as well. But at Outside the same the box time... As well. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was <laughs> one of the classic Antonio <laughs> runs in that. But he's actually... Yeah, runs, the uh, toe punt. Toe punt pole. Work the keeper. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, yeah, and then we've actually gone freeing you up again. And you still just, for whatever reason, just still weren't confident. Even though what we've been like all season, been really solid, been really strong. As soon as they got their goal back, you can sort of kind of see it coming. And I know we've just signed Dawson today, but if we actually want to be going to where we're going, like you, he, he's a squad, he, he's a squad player. He shouldn't be in our first team. I don't know, like Gus. I know you actually quite rate him a bit. I don't know what, yeah. what you actually think about him being in the first eleven. But for me, he is a me. squad player. I mean, the last few games, I think he started to look like the guy. We yeah. was signing from Watford. I think with yeah. Bonner, he actually had a really good partnership with mm. Diop. I think Diop's young. He's still learning. The second half, I thought he was a lot better. Uh, I think Bonner is our number one. So when he comes back, it, it will be a lot better. But I think most importantly, to take out yesterday's game, it, it's going to be all about the points at the end of the day. Because at, at this stage of the season, I'm not really bothered if, if we're controlling the game for 90 minutes. Nope. I am more bothered about getting a result. And I think... After Arsenal, if we'd lost two 3 0 leads in the, in, the, in as many uh, game weeks, it just would have killed any momentum going into the final run into the season. 
and I think it would have dented confidence bad. So to, to actually keep on to that, hoping it gives it gives the boys a bit more confidence that they can actually do what they need to do, see games out. And, and after 30 games, it might be funny, but if you're sitting fourth, I keep seeing people on Twitter saying, oh, your luck's going to run out and all that. You ain't lucky <laughs> after 30 games. No oh. chance. Especially when you look at the Arsenal game and the Wolves game last night. Last season, they were games we was losing, whether it was 3 up or not. So in this season, we're beating the teams that we're supposed to beat, which is the main difference. Yeah. Which is why you're higher up in the league. Because you've been better than the rest of the teams and you've been beating them. Simples. Yeah, I think we're, that, that record against, like we've said about the teams, who, who, Gus, what you're saying there is spot on, like, who we're actually meant to be beating these teams that normally yeah. we'd classify as being around us. All the teams blow us and all that. We're actually getting results against them now rather than throwing anything away. Mm-hmm. But done the double I, I do, over Villa, done the double over Wolves now. Yeah, yeah, but what what we've got coming up, like Leicester now, Jack. I don't know, uh, I don't know about you, but from our point of view, I think, well, from a general point of view, you've got to start looking at Leicester. Have they replaced Arsenal in the top six? I don't know if they've replaced them, but they've definitely made it probably a top seven. Mm. You've got to be aware of because no matter what, Arsenal is still a big club. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And if someone if they can get it right, Arsenal, then they, they will get their sales back up there. But Leicester are now a top club. So we've got Leicester to play, Chelsea to play and Everton to play. The rest of them are the games we've been winning, like you say. But I think whether we could actually finish in the top four or not, it's probably going to come down to how we actually do in these games. Mm. I'd rather, for, for me, I'd rather lose to Newcastle but beat Leicester. I think to take yeah. points away from Leicester, that like that type of result. If we are going to lose any games now, I'd rather it to the, be the teams that are challenging mm. uh, like, in relegation battle. I'd rather be taking points of Leicester, Chelsea, Everton, Everton rather than yeah. giving them rather than giving them any. Jack, how, how do you think, um, like, what, what's your point of view in, and how do you think, do you think West Ham are real challenges for the, I know we're 30 games in, but do you think West Ham could actually get into the top four? Do you know what? Yeah, I've looked at West Ham as a very threatening team this season. Obviously, they beat us 3-0 at the King Powell early on this season. Um, I weren't really expecting that, but I guess West Ham, they're very cautious, aren't they, the way they play. They Pragmatic. like to sit mm. there and sit back and then break you on the attack, and they're very quick when they do it. Yeah. Um, I think if you play a high line against West Ham, yeah, they've got the pace to get in behind and you just don't want to do that against a team like that. I think West Ham this season are very dark horses coming into the top four and teams ain't expected that this season. The likes of Arsenal, Tottenham, Man United, they've not expected teams like Leicester and West Ham to be in the top four. I think from a Premier League's point of view, they want the top six, don't they? Well, the so-called yeah. top six, what they call it, but West Ham and Leicester are doing a fantastic job this season. It's credit to both teams and we're proving why we're there on merit and hard work and not just there to make up the numbers. Yeah, it's best league in the world, isn't it, for that? Mm. Best league in the world. Yeah, I think that's exactly what Jack's saying there as well. I think the league this year is proving that because I think one of us, I'm hoping it's going to be both of us. I think Leicester are probably, I think this Sunday will say a lot. It will go a long way to seeing who actually get, because if Leicester win, I think that probably, like I said about taking points of each other, I think that will probably cement their place. But with us, after winning last night, it now means we could possibly bring third back into play. Uh, but it, it's, it's all going to depend on, on what happens Sunday. But 
Uh, just going back to last night as well, I think we we went with a five at the back. Uh, um, I, I, and I think you've got to have that in the locker as well. I think Moyes is utilising both formations that we play really well now, and he's picking and choosing when to use them. Like, I've, I don't... When we play five at the back, how we did last night, I think it works perfectly. Mm. But it's when we leave ourselves short up front is when I don't like it. But yesterday, I think you saw, as soon as we was turning walls, like Lingard was picking up the ball, he had two, three options with him every time I think, up front. I don't think we've had that in the past. I think Masuaku makes a big difference in that in that formation as well. Yeah, return of so, the king. Oh, uh, yeah, he's, yeah. Really good to watch him play last night. Gets out First of tight situations, well. doesn't he? Gets out of tight situations with ease. He's a bit dodgy. He does lose the ball, but I'd rather that. He can take a couple of people on, you know what I mean? Well, I think Arthur um, and Creswell, mm. when we play in that back five, again, especially, it was the start of the second half, because I think Arthur, he went off, didn't he, about 70 minutes. Yeah. But the start of that second half, the way they double-teamed on uh, Traore, it mm. was literally, there was one, one after the other, and like, if you can't take us both on, then you ain't going nowhere. And I think it meant Traore had to keep coming back, yeah. which then it was stopping their threat. The only thing that annoyed me as well, like overly annoyed me last night, considering it was Wolves, they've not got Jimenez, that William Jose is an awful player. <laughs> we kept letting them cross the ball. And one of Dawson's strengths being in the air, and obviously Diop's got to be, what, six foot three or whatever. They, all, all their play, all their average height up front has got to be about five foot five, and they won yeah, every head up in the yeah. box. Yeah, it's a weird one. I, I just couldn't make out how they was just winning all these balls in the box when we've got Dawson and Diop there. So I think defensively, that's definitely got to be worked on. But um, it's organisation yeah, again, isn't it? Yeah, I think overall, like I say, most important about last night was actually getting the three points. But I think you're spot on. Yeah, ain't, ain't the performance at the minute. Got to, got to win ugly. And I, I also, I just uh, want to touch on Jesse Lingard as well. I think he epitomises that. And you can see uh, that, that mentality he's got about getting the job done. I don't think I've seen... I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm probably going to go back to Antonio. I don't know if any of you boys were with me. When Crystal Palace away, I think it was uh, 2-1 up, maybe 1-0. And Antonio had the ball, 93rd minute in the corner. Mm. And instead of holding it, he tried going for goal. They got the Jim. ball. Zaha down the other end and we conceded where yesterday, I think from the 92nd minute or whatever, Lingard, uh, Johnson and that lot, Ben Rama, straight in the corner. Game yep, management. Same. Bit of shit ass for exactly what you need. Yeah, exactly what you need. Look, mate, Jack, Jamie Vardy, top shit ass. Yeah, the best <laughs> in the game, mate. Yeah, <laughs> the best I mean? in the game. Yeah. But it, it is... And I like, I, I love, love him for it. Honestly, I love yeah. Jamie Vardy. Yeah, Jack. Jack, Super tell us more player. about Jamie Vardy. <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah, he's a he's a wind up merchant. You know, obviously, if you've seen him against other teams like West Brom's fans, West Ham's fans, Sheffield United, he's just United. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> he's just one of them who knows how to wind the fans up and turn up the heat on the game. And he's just uh, one yeah. of them players you've got. You either love him or you hate him, but you'd love him playing for your team if you <laughs> yeah. did hate him. You get yeah, what I mean? That's he's not the, just a goal um, scorer. His over his overall play is fantastic. He's just a wind up merchant friendly fan, apart from Leicester. So <laughs> he thrives in it, doesn't he? He thrives in the yeah, yeah. Mate. He absolutely loves it. That's the um, that's the league coming out of him, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, it probably is because they're all too, they're all too professional nowadays, and I think that's why a lot of people get the wrong impression about Jesse Lingard, um, because of the way he acts off the pitch and that. But I think when 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 he's yours, uh, EJ, like he's at West Ham now, he like I, I love him, and, and I, I think the way the way he performed yesterday and, and the way he, he led us to victory in the end by doing that, I, I, I've not seen West Ham proper shit out their way to a victory. For God knows how long, and I, and I think Jesse Lingard last night, especially towards the end, it, it was a big part of that. And I, and if we're going to mm. get top four, or if we're going to get Europe, they're, they're the sort they're the sort of moments that could define your season. Right, lads, moving on, moving away from yesterday's game. Brilliant result for us. Three points, most important. Don't care about three points, most important. Don't care about the performance yet. Um, so, so that was a big, big result. Now, I see a bit of media speculation uh, surrounding Declan Rice and Thomas Sacek. David Moore, the press, as usual, as usual, making it out to be as if David Moore has said that they're up for sale, basically, which clearly they're not because his response was it would take the Bank of Scotland and England for Declan Rice and it would take the, the Royal Bank of Czech Republic uh, for Thomas Sacek. So I just want to talk about them two, um, how much they mean to West Ham, what they give us. Uh, I think everyone sort of knows. As much as we got the win last night, I think it was clear to see we actually miss uh, Declan Rice as well. Uh, but I just want to get... I think it'll be depending on this season. I mean, I'll, I'll start us off. So with Declan Rice, everyone's talking about 100 mil. And as much as we don't... You just it's funny because I'm trying to put a price tag on him there and I haven't really thought about it and I'm trying to think 100 mil but I think alright so I think the owners would probably take 100 mil but as a fan I genuinely think is that you can't put a price on him Um, so Gus I don't know what what you think about Rice but okay so right if, if I'm the if I'm the bald I'm thinking 100 mil but if we get into the Champions League and someone comes in for him, then I think you're talking about 130 mil. Like, uh, sorry, Jack, you'll actually be good on this because I think Leicester have been brilliant at it over the last few years. If someone's come yeah, in yeah. for one of your top players, it, it's been a case of, unless you're going to give us what we want, Bing. they're not going anywhere. That's it. I think that's the way you've got to look at it in football. These big teams think that you just roll over from and they can pay the lowest of amounts. But I think the last you've seen the likes of Chilwell go for 50 million, uh, Mares go for 65, Kante 35, uh, Harry Maguire 85 million. Um, so we've just built players from a smaller price, what we've brought them, and then sold them for big bucks of money. And we've, we've like replaced them with. Players who you wouldn't even know the name in football who's not even mentioned apart from the so-called bigger clubs like Mbappe in that. So I guess from a Leicester perspective, it's good for us and we're building something that we want to build and we're going upwards rather than downwards. Yeah, definitely. I'd agree with that. I think, I think the big thing as well, like for instance with James Madison now, I, I think if anyone mm. is going to come in for him now, that they know he ain't going to be right, yeah, we'll give you 50 mil and whatever. If they want to get James Madison, they know Leicester ain't just letting him go cheap. So they're going to have to really pay the big bucks for him. Exactly. Um, 
going on that, Gus, what, what do you think Declan Rice is worth to West Ham if, if you had to put a price on him? It's so tough, man, to actually put a price tag on him, isn't it? He's invaluable mm. to our team. At his age, what's he, 22, and he? Just turned 22, and he? Yeah. Cap- captain already. I think they're talking about him being vice-captain at the Euros, aren't they? That's, I can't really put a price on it. 100 mil plus. Easy, easy, easy. Good. Yeah, I don't know how you how you price him because who mm. do you compare it to? Who's, yeah, that's who right. Good is what he does. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the problem. Is if if we lose Declan Rice, you you can't re- you don't replace you, you don't replace him because you no, can't you replace. Go, him. The thing is, you go and buy four the, players, but are they going to be? They're going to give him much time, as he Say say you're Man United, and you're interested in Declan Rice. When you approach his agent or the board, what figure do you even go in with? Mm. See, that's where I think someone is going to come in with around that they've got to come in with around 60, 70 mil just to even start. Just to put the feelers out. Yeah, about, this is about, where about, God, this is where I'd like to take a more lesser city approach. And you basically say to a, a team, well, you've got to come and take him away from us. Like give us an offer we can't refuse. Like the way they got 85 mil for Harry Maguire. Mm. They, 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 do you know what I mean? That, that's, I don't think he was ever worth that. I still don't think he's actually <laughs> worth that. That English but, inflation, isn't it? Exactly. So, uh, have you actually going to, and for us, like we say, you can't actually put a price tag on Declan Rice. So, I don't even know where someone starts, but you know what our ball are like. Yeah. I think, I can see him getting tempted with like a player swap deal with United. I can see that happening. I, I think three figures does it for them. 100 yeah, percent and, and then they can say, but we've got 100 mil. I don't think we get three figures at this time. That's why I think we're going to get a couple of offers with like player swaps and all this, take this player for a loan and all that. Well, I think Europe w- w- could play a big factor as well. Yeah. yeah it's I true. think it's really important to, to get into Europe now because I think not only does that keep Declan Rice, it'll keep Thomas Sacek and yeah. it'll give Lingard. I think Lingard could end up staying permanently as well. Yeah, but I, I think, think uh, I think Rice Rice will stay at West Ham as long as we don't entertain nothing. As soon as the ball start entertaining these clubs, then he's gonna feel not unwanted, but mm. feel like he can go. Well, he probably knows that if if he left in the summer, no one's really gonna have the upper deck of Rice, are they? Mm. I think everyone's still gonna love him. He'll still, yeah, he'll still get a round of applause when he comes back, will he? Yeah. I, I don't think he leaves now at all. You can see the way he's tweeting last night. Yeah, tweeting like a fan, mate. But I just I don't, if, think, I don't think he leaves yet. Yeah. Well, I think that's with Declan Rice. He, he, someone knows who's going to want more. I mean, he's 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 too good for us now. Mm. So the only way we progress is by progressing as a team, and and we've got to do that right now. Like if we don't get into Europe, and he, he could get tempted, hundred percent. I think if we get into Europe, even if it's Europa. You, you see a real step in progress there. And this is what we've argued about in the past is um, like a lot of people, if the, if the season finished now uh, and, and we stayed on, if, and we stayed on 52 points, ended up coming eighth, ninth, tenth, a lot of people would be happy with that. And, and this is where I'll tell you, but we're in this position now. We need to carry on. We need to try and get as high in the table as we can. Um, so Declan Weiss, he, he's more, he can see the progress happening himself because if he can't yeah. see it, then I don't see why 
he's going to want a reason to stay either. 100, especially with the Euros coming up. I bet he has a big... He's going to have a big tournament, isn't he? He's one of our most important players. Yeah. Jack, if you had to buy Declan Rice, uh, how much would you be telling people to go out and spend? Um, I guess for Declan Rice, you'd want as much as you can get for him. You know, I wouldn't sit in off it and say, oh, yeah, give us 50 million. I'd want and more than that. If he's your most important players, like your valuable players, you want bare money for him. You get what I mean? Like, like we wanted for Maguire, 85 million pounds. If Man United weren't willing to pay that, then we would have told Man United to go in it and go and find someone else to buy. But I yeah. guess, you know, in the world of football now, your most important players are worth a lot and you're going to have to pay what it is to get these players. And if they're what you want, then you're going to have to go and pay what the odds are. Yeah, see, for me, I, I think he's perfect for Man U, for what they want, for what they yeah, need. Yeah. He, even as a replacement to Fernandinho. So... Mm. It, even that type of player is so important now, 2010. I genuinely think he's got a contract as well. We're in the driving seat, but mm. obviously we, we do want to keep him. So I don't want to go on about his price too much, but I think we could probably agree that if he was to leave, he's, he's probably a three-figure type fee we're going to command for him, uh, which is good news. I'm going to go on to Thomas Sacek now, the big man. One most earlier Jules. He was at it again last night, clearing the lines and helping out the defence. He's uh, For me, he's got everything about his game. He attacks, defends. He's the complete central midfielder. Um, more as he said, the Royal Bank of Czech Republic. So uh, how much is that worth? Because, see, because of the position we're in, I'm looking at if we get into Europe, if we don't get into Europe. If we don't get into Europe, and I've seen him linked with Bar Munich, what do we pay for him? 20 odd mil. So I'd probably look at a starting pay price. Pay 16 and a half, didn't we? Yeah. Mm. So where, where's your starting price? I mean, I'll probably, if we don't get into Europe, I think the ball would probably look at 50 mil, 60 mil. Yeah, 50 but mil. We, but if we get into Europe, it's crazy. Thomas Sachet, 50 mil. It just sounds ridiculous, though. Yeah. The thing is, with him, he, ain't, but, he ain't the most technically gifted, is he? So I can't really see him fitting in no, the top sides. He ain't going to get the ball off the centre backs, is he? It just impacts he in did. both boxes. Like he's so good at, he just impacts the game. But I think but he went he to a bigger well side. Last night. He did play well last night, but he 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 was still slightly lost without Declan Rice. Mm. He didn't. He, he you couldn't put him in another team with any other centre midfielder, and he's not going to do what he does West Ham. I don't think. Mm. So you, you think it's a case of it ain't always greener on the other side. Well, I just think it's not every other always... team's got not every other team's got a Declan Rice, have they? But what if they bought Declan Rice and Thomas Sachek? Uh, well, then yes. they've got a fucking deep pockets, the cunts. <laughs> no, fair <laughs> enough. But, uh, but what I'm saying, it's just crazy to people think about this sort of money. Like someone like Thomas Sachek, 50, 60 mil. Yeah. That's just crazy. But I think it's what that player means to you and what that player means to your club. Um, so fair, I like got... think... Go on. These goal scoring records are a joke, though, as well. So if you pay money for goals, don't you? So that price tag sounds about right. What's he got? Nine Prem goals. Yeah, uh, but I think if we get into Europe as well, you, you whack on another 20 million. Yeah, 100%. Million. He's, so, probably, he's probably got us there. Like His goals have got yeah. us there. So, And I and when you say, like, what, Bird, are you saying you couldn't see him fitting in at another top club? I'm not saying it, he's got to be a great player if he went anywhere. But he's not going to have the, the same effect he does at West Ham at another club without 
his partner Declan Rice with him. No way. But I, I think this is a problem for players of that stature because because of Jobby does, you can see it's a lot more effective because West Ham are winning. But when they go to the elite clubs, uh, which is what they are, they're surrounded by elite players all over the mm. pitch. <clears throat> when they're when they're at West Ham, you can tell you can tell they're the better player because they, they're, they're surrounded. You calling them they're Premier League players, like you calling them like your average Premier League player. Yeah. So when when they go when they go to these elite clubs, they're all of a sudden the little fish in the in the big pond, if you like, because then it's all about winning. And how you winning? You're winning by scoring your goals. So that's about the attacking players. Um, but I Lingard's like, on the other side of that coin at the moment, isn't he? By coming to us, it's made him look like a like a world beater again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, perfect example. And then people all going on about him going back to Man U. What's yeah. the point in going back to Man U? Do you know what? As well, I was I was naive to it. I didn't think taking a not an average player but a squad player out of United. I didn't mm. think he would shine as much as he does. It's mad, isn't it? It looks unbelievable. No yeah, I don't think no one thought that. Jack, what's um, what's your opinion on Thomas Sacek? What, what what's the impression he's made from the outside looking in? You know, yeah, from a neutral fan, yeah, I love watching Thomas Sacek. I'm yeah. not gonna lie, I'm a fan of his. Watching it from a Leicester fan as well, I think he's a great player. You know, he's a he's a handful from set pieces and that he likes to win his headers and boss it in the box, and that's what I like to see in a player, someone who's willing to fight. And it's like that time when I think it was the bloodied nose, was it, against Tottenham? The bloody yeah. dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he, 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 he was like Frank Butcher, in it. He got up, <laughs> took it and, and carried on playing. And you get what I mean? Frank Butcher. Some, some, some players would sit there and just like lay on the floor in it, just like get the injury people to come on. But Suchet, just he's just a demanding player. He wants the ball a lot. And he knows when how to get it across the box and that from a corner. So, yeah, I think in England as well, that's probably why you can appreciate him is because we love that mm. type of like exactly. Terry Butcher, not Frank, but Ter- Terry, Terry Butcher. Terry Butcher, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's <laughs> Oh, Mike Reed, player, sent him in field. <laughs> I think that is- <laughs> I think that would be thinking Terry of Terry Butcher. Butcher. Oh, Frank Terry. Terry. Oh, no, Terry Butcher, that's it. Frank Not and Frank Pat Butcher in Stenders. Stenders. <laughs> I was thinking about Frank Butcher with, uh, with a bow tie. Yeah. With a pat on the door. Frankie Butcher. Oh, that's funny. Frank Butcher. No, but again, but yeah, God, Thomas Sadik. But I think that's why you, get, you can appreciate him as well. It's because in England... That's exactly the type of player. <laughs> That's exactly the type of player uh, that we like to see. Um, he's someone who will give everything for the calls. And I think uh, Kufal as well, exactly the same. Mm. Checkmates and all that. Um, and exactly what West Ham, what us as fans, what we want. As long as someone's giving us 110%, um, I don't think we really ask for much more. I Obviously, think Kufal's captain- mustard. Yeah, Kufal is really good. So I just yeah. Um, what about his price tag then? If if I mean we bought him in for five million pound now, mm, he wouldn't go for less than twenty mil. Pushing more than that, I'd say. He, yeah. I think he's so good, man. Yeah, I, yeah. You he, he, he's if you wanted to take him off us in in the you you ain't called nothing less than nothing less than thirty. But these price tags are just silly. But yeah. with Thomas Sadek as well, he he has obviously now uh, captain his uh, country as well. Uh, scored that trick as well at international level so I mean these are all things that are going to add to his price tag 
Yeah. Um, but if you want to move on to Kufal, so I think, sorry, just with Sajek, I think he's someone who's probably, if he's going to, if he was to get sold, um, yeah, you're talking 60, 70 plus. Um, so three figures. 60 sounds deck. about right. Yeah. So it's three figures for deck and then, yeah, probably 60 plus for, for, for Sajek. Um, yeah, going quickly on, on Kufal, bought him for five, absolute bargain. In this day and age, is that, is that Moise's version of Seamus Coleman? Mm. Good chat. Because five mil chat. is about sixty grand, isn't it? I think he's a. Uh, I think he's a bit more solid than Coleman defensively. I think he's rock solid. Yeah, he, yeah. Attacking, he's got a bit of work to do, but he's getting. He's still racking assists up. I think he's got about yeah, four, I, four or five. I don't think you can really. Well, he come off the recommend back of recommendation from Sujek, didn't he? Mm. Yeah, scat Sujek. Yeah, because we ain't yep. got no other scats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the start, yeah. Oh, I want to know, yeah. All right, as Moisey, yeah, Moisey from his time at Old Trafford. Well, yeah, I was talking about talking about his transfer fee today as well. Simon Jordan on Talksport coming out with absolute nonsense and talking about 60 mil. 60 mil, but we've got to pay May night 60 mil for Lingard. Well, listen, at the end of the day, he's, he's turning, he's nearly 29 now. He's in the last year of his contract when he goes back. He personally, I, I just can't see the way he's playing football and the way he's enjoying it. I can't see him wanting to stay there. Um, so I think, man, you clearly his price is going to bump up because from what we knew in January, according to X, it was looking at around 15 mil, 10, 15 mm. mil. That's probably about right, Bird, ain't it? I think, um, according yeah. to X. So, what, yeah, just... if, if he come the summer, I don't think it, Man United respect him enough to not be arseholes about it. And if he wants to leave, they're going to take sort of what's on the table. I don't think they're going to be arseholes and set, demand 40 million, otherwise he's coming back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, no, I can't see that. Yeah, I think, I think that's all it'll come down to. But I think clubs ain't stupid as well. And they'll, and they'll know that Jesse wants out of there. And they'll know that, man, you ain't going to want to lose him for free either. Um, yeah. So I, I, I think if we really went back to the wall, I'd probably go 25 tops, but I wouldn't want to be yeah. spending more than that on someone who's in the last year of their contracts. And we've already played a two mil loan fee. Yeah, for him yeah no, but well. why though? Because look, look what he's done for us. It ain't out. He's got some quality, yeah. You're a bird. We're not Leicester. You say it ain't our money, but it is our money. Because yeah, no, whatever whatever Sam, penny we spend, Geezer. What player are we going to buy for 25 mil, 30 mil that's done what Lingard's done for us? He's, there's not a better player in the Premiership since January than Lingard. Mm. Yeah, but he's on loan. He's trying to prove a point. He's trying to get back in the Euros. We've seen it before with a number of players. As soon as you buy him, look at Bamiang. He was the bollocks, mate, last year. Wanted playing yeah. for them, them type of players genuinely don't care. And I think that's the fucking curse of Arsenal because look at players like Mesut Ozil as well. They're earning their dough. They don't give a shit. Gareth Bale, Real Madrid, he's earning 650k a week. He goes and plays golf every day. He don't care. He's only gone Tottenham because <laughs> he wants to get in the Euros. Mm. Yeah, do you know what? I'm probably doing I'm probably doing Lingard a disservice there as well and saying he's got the wrong attitude, but he's come and he's he's done nothing to prove that to me. So I think I'm he's probably been doing brilliant a disservice there as well. It looks and like he's been brilliant around the change rooms, man. Looks yeah, like I just don't, I just don't want to get into the summer. I just don't want to be spending all our budget because the board 
Oh, yeah. Of being forced into it. I think you, at some point, you've got to hold your own as well and say, no, enough's enough. Yeah. We're not going to, because we keep getting mugged off, Bird, all the time. And I know, but then when, if, at some point. but then when we don't sign him, what happens then? Whose fault is it? Is everyone going to turn around and go, oh, no, fair enough to the ball. He is a bit five million pounds. Well, get, get exactly. If man, you turned around and went 40 mil, I'd laugh at him. No, but I'd pay You can't seriously. What other player are you going to get that does that same job for 30 million? You're just talking about Suchek, 60, 70 million. Yeah, that's because he's got a contract. This geezer's running out. This geezer's running out of contract. No one else is going to pay that money for him. This is the problem. Like, uh, um, Jack, would Leicester come in and pay 30 mil for Lingard? No, I think we'd be looking at other, other players. I think. Leicester look for the more younger players, don't they? What they can get the best out of, and that. And Brendan Rodgers, you know, mm. he's good with the younger players. If you look at Fafana this season, Soyuncu, James Madison, Harvey Barnes, you know, he's got the best out of them. They've, they've become some top class players this season. He's even got the best out of Ian Acho in the last five games. Leicester so, have got a much better recruitment, though. <laughs> yeah, but I can see where you sort of going with this. It's like, go and get it done because we haven't really got the resources to go and look elsewhere which to a point you're 100% right and like, especially where, where seeing how well seeing how well he's gelled and how well he's playing with the boys it's just a massive risk not, not getting him yeah but where, where I look at it is we shouldn't be held to ransom over things that like literally we keep I keep moving towards Leicester but they just are the perfect club to look at now and, and how they've moved from Bottom uh, gradually getting further and further more established up the top of the league. The only thing with Leicester is that they want to be in a position to be so desperate to have someone like Lingard. Yeah, exactly, exactly that. Which, it, do you know what? If you've got to start somewhere at doing at, at doing things, and even if it means not getting mugged off for a player, it, it's it's about time someone at West Ham decided that we've got to stop getting rinsed. Every time we go out, and if it means going to find another player, then it means going to find another player. But I'm sorry, but I'm, I struggle to find that you can pay 30 mil for someone, especially after we've just had a year without fans as well. I, I, I want to spend our transfer budget with him. Is that what you're saying? No, I just think it's mad that you were you you. If so, if you was Mr. West Ham in charge, and it was 30 mil or no Lingard, you wouldn't buy him. Not if it meant spending our whole budget on him, no. I think we've got other positions. Why is that our whole budget, though? I think, we, I think we've got other positions where we need to actually improve. For, well, this is what I'm saying. You're saying about the whole budget, but we're, we're talking about GSB here. Every chance, it's our whole budget. Do, do, do you see what I'm saying? There's, there's more vital areas in that squad that need investing in. Lingard, as much as he is, clearly he's been... Unbelievable. He's been world-class as well since he's been playing for us. But we have got players capable of coming in and doing a job there of some sort. But we massively lack, I think, as the further this season goes on, I think the last few games have showed it as well. Centre-backs, we could probably get away with him, but left-back is a massive place we need to invest in. And I want Ben Chilwell. Yeah, and I think we can all see it centre-midfield as well. So if that meant spending that money on Lingard, then no, I don't want to buy him. 
Well, then we've got bigger problems because we're not going to get a left back and a centre mid and a striker for 30 mil anyway. Surely we've got to get some money in as well. Maybe we're going to try and offload. Mm. Yeah, well, we'll obviously try and get rid of... Yeah, all them boys and that'll go. But the, the main the main thing, I just don't want to see us spending all our transfer budget on Jesse Lingard when there's other more important positions that we, yeah. we should be trying to fulfil instead. Right then, lads, moving away uh, from Sertek and Rice, uh, getting away from Lingard as well. Jack, this is all going to be about you. This is all going to be about you and Leicester. Uh, Bird, I know you had a question you wanted to fire at our man today, so let him have it. Um, I wanted to ask if it is the same family from, what's his name, sorry? By... Vishay Shribahada Papa. Yeah, I won't Ooh. repeat that. <laughs> but it is, it is his family that are still uh, still involved with the club and running it. Yeah, 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 they are, yeah. Uh, his, his son's now took over his owner, so... Yeah, it's a family-run club still, and we're the same family, which he wanted to keep in his dad's memory and that and carry on his dad's good work, so. And and you said the, you, you said before, just when it was uh, us talking, that he had some sort of vision that he wanted yeah. to do with Leicester. What, explain more about that. So when he came in, in like the 2010-11 season, they came in as the Vishai... Um, he had a vision to build a football team. There's a song about it. I don't know if you've heard the chant, Vish had a dream to build a football team. Um, he came in, he set the vision. He said in five or six years' time, Leicester will be in the Premier League and competing for the top six. Um, and every Leicester fan thought, hold on a minute, where we are in the championship, we're like Savengo and Ericsson as manager and Paolo Sosa. Is it possible? Oh. And we all went, we all backed him. And ever since he said it, it, it's from a dream made a reality. And we've won the Premiership since then, um, the Championship. We've just gone on some very highs. We've, we've had Champions League football, which we didn't think we'd get for many years. But I guess Fisheye, he was stuck to his word and he was very true about it. That's, that's just amazing as well, to be honest. About the Sven, to think it was that far back. I remember when that Sven appointment happened. Yeah, and at, at the time it was quite a big thing. It was like England manager. Yeah, gone got gone down into the championship with Leicester. So then, and then, and then seeing what you guys have obviously gone on, gone on to achieve from there is uh, it's pretty amazing. Um, mm. but just talking about this season, uh, yeah. you guys are obviously up in third as well, just above us. Uh, what's your opinion on, on your own season? Is it something you was expecting? Are you overachieving? Uh, look, how's your season been for you? I think we're Leicester this season. That we're about learning from the mistakes of last season, obviously missing out on Champions League last day of the season against Man United. I think Brendan Rodgers told the boys to dust themselves down and we'll go again. And I think they believe themselves more in their own abilities. Players have become more better, like Harvey Barnes. They've improved drastically this season. James Justin, before he got injured, he's been a fantastic player this season. James Madison. Um, we've obviously brought Fafana from St Etienne. Um, he's like an older head on young shoulders. Great player. And I guess he's, he's learning quite a lot. Nobody ever heard of him. I think West Ham was after him as well, I believe. So, 
this season was about learning from last season's mistakes and putting it right. And I think Brendan Rodgers this season has done that. I know our home form's been quite poor this season, losing to teams like West Ham, Everton, Ooh. Aston Villa. <laughs> but I think our away form this season's been fantastic. I think that's where most of our points have been picked up. We've obviously had a lot of injuries this season, what we've dealt with. But where we are in third place, it's down to hard work, commitment and not moaning about the injuries like Liverpool did. Yeah, I was going to say, um, for me, I think that the big difference with Leicester this year is, I, I, I mean, I don't know if you had it last year or it, or it just went wrong for you, but yeah. you're, you're exactly what you just said. You're dealing with a squad, uh, like you're dealing with a squad depth. It, it looks quite good this year. Mm. And I, like, I, do, I do genuinely think you're, you're going to hold on and, and you'll finish in the top four where yeah. last year, like you say, it, it, it sort of all went wrong. So is, is that something have you added to the squad? Or uh, I think this season we looked at it with the injuries and that. I think we brought Fafana in, Castagna, um, Cengiz under from Roma. He's not really seen much game time this season. Cengiz under. But I guess where Leicester look at it, it's down to the injuries, but we've not really whinged and cried about it. We've just got on with it. I think, indeed, we've lost quite a lot of our players. I think Tillemans in all Brighton has been the only players who haven't got injured this season out of the squad. So it just shows how oh, much man. we've actually lost. But I think Leicester's just got on with it. We've played the players we've had available and we are where we are down to the hard work of it. And Brendan Rodgers is man management with the players. Yeah, what's your, what's your opinion on on Brendan and, and obviously the job he, he left Celtic to come mm. to come to Leicester. Was you happy with that appointment in the first place? I think Brendan knew at Celtic he wasn't going to win anymore. I think it was good that he'd actually left. He wanted a new, fresh start somewhere else to start a new chapter in his football managing career. And when the job come calling at Leicester, I don't think he could have turned it down. And I think Tops backed him. Um since coming to Leicester, he's let him buy the players that he wants and he's brought, obviously, James Justin from Luton Town uh, for £8 million. People thought, oh, a League One player, but he got thrown at a deep end last season when Ricardo's injury and that. So, and he's just improved ever since. I think Leicester's team's just got better and better. Obviously, Tillemans and Didi, very crucial players. Jamie Vardy's now 34. So, I think with Leicester in the strong. next couple of years, it's about... How do you replace Jamie Vardy when his time does come to an end at Leicester and who do you replace him with? You're talking about Jamie Vardy. Uh, just lately, uh, I think, he, he started playing up front alongside Inacho. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, what, what's that been like? Has that been going well? Do you think I they'll think, do it again on Sunday? I think with Kellen Vardy, it's always been the case of they're very good together. But when you play Kellen a Vardy role on his own, he's not that good. He has to keep coming back to go forward. And when mm. he's with Vardy, you don't really have to worry. It takes that pressure off him. And Vardy takes the defender's way for Kell and Kell seems to be banging in the goals. And Vardy, is, fans look at him as a, just a goal scorer, don't they? They don't look at him as anything else apart from that. But Vardy's got very good football knowledge and he offers a different side to his game, what people don't look, look at him as. So, them pair this yeah. season have been phenomenal when they played together. So, would would you, if you had to pick 
uh, an 11 today, fully fit squad, would yeah. you play two of them up front? I think Brendan Rodgers, it's the case of he tries things out and he likes to play Vardy up front on his own. But I think with the injuries concerns with Madison and Perez and people like that and Barnes, he's had to, Kells just come in, stepped in and thought, hold on a minute, I'm going to take my chance here. And he's actually took it this time. Other times we've done it with him, he's not really took it. Fans have got on his back about it. Yeah. But I think... He's, he's only going to get better with Vardy behind him and he's going to be learning off Vardy and hopefully keeps improving as he is. Yeah, because I think we was linked with Inato at some stage as well and then he ended up going Leicester. And at the time, I wasn't I wasn't too bothered about it. But right now, he, he's actually starting to look like the, the striker that he, he has the potential to be. He's possibly on his way to, to starting to fulfil that as well. So... Um, that can only be a good thing for you guys. I just want to ask a question. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> like, like we've already said, you, you've gone from the championship to the top, to the very top mm. of the of the Premier League, and and you've won it. Yeah. How did your expectations change along the way? I mean, when uh, Pearson kept you up that year, I'm I'm, mm. I'm guessing the last thing you thought was that you'd actually go and win the Premier League the next season. Nah. So. From from that from that achievement then of winning the Premier League, yeah. What what did Leicester fans start expecting of of of, of the team after that? So after after you've won the Premier League, what were your expectations? I think going before the Premier League with Nigel Pearson, obviously the great escape season which started against West Ham. I remember talking to a West Ham fan that day when we played West Ham, and he said, "Oh, we could be in trouble here." He said Leicester haven't scored many goals this season. He said we're one of them teams who seem to give it away quite a lot. And obviously, Cambiasso came in that season and he turned the ship. And I think that offered the younger players at Leicester, like Vardy and stuff, people like that at the time, the experience and an older head in the squad to make them believe in their own abilities. And I think getting that great escape, you know, it was difficult that season. People expected Leicester to go down. Then eight games, all of a sudden, we were we were turning the ship and everything went our way. And I think Nigel Pearson left, Ranieri came in, and then we just won the league. And I was just thinking, hold on a minute, is this really <laughs> happening? Do you get what I mean? I didn't expect, obviously, 5,000 to one for Leicester to win the league. You just think to yourself, it's crazy, isn't it, to be fair, but that old... Yeah. And to actually achieve it and go and beat Tottenham 1-0 at White Hart Lane with a Robert Oof had a Man City away 3-1. And you just think to yourself, what's happening here? We, last season, we wasn't doing that. This, and then the season when we won the league, you just think we're beating teams and we're actually not giving up. And that was that never-die-die attitude. So I think Claudio never really tinkered that much that season, you know, he'll obviously named as the Tinker Man, wasn't he? And I think that season after, we'd won the title. Leicester fans wanted to enjoy the Champions League. And obviously, our target when we first come to the Premier League, after 10 years of being out of it, we were always about staying up. That was the, that was the main objective, staying up that first season. The title winning season, again, it were about finishing in the top half or maybe competing top 10. Um, I wouldn't have said top six then, but winning the league that season was just incredible. But <laughs> the season after, Claudio, you know, he tinkered a lot and then things went wrong. And then... Was he not bothered about 
when you say you was more looking forward to Champions League, would you not bother about where you finished in the league? I think, you know, in the Premier League, we went to finish top 10 that, that season or try and maintain a top six finish. But it never really went like that, did it? You know, it transpired. We were very good in the Champions League, but poor in the Premier League. And so, then, uh, go on. Yeah. So, I think then we brought Shakespeare in. Shakey took the job till the end of the season after Claudio sacking. And then... He took it on a full basis and then it didn't really go well for him either. Was it the rattle in the changing room with older players? You don't really know, do you, in football? You don't really know what happens behind closed doors. Yeah, no, 100% I agree <clears> with that. Um, so, so your expectations now then, so going into mm. this season, especially after the season you had uh, last season, what, what, was, what was your expectation going into this season? This season we're about a top six finish. Cementing it was, yeah. What, yeah, cementing what we didn't finish last season. It were unfinished business for us yeah. after missing out slightly last season. So, yeah. So, if, if you were, because I suppose it's, it's still a possibility, if you were mm. to finish out, uh, finish outside the top six, is that a failure from Brendan Rodgers? You'd be annoyed, wouldn't you, if your team finished out of top six after being in the top four for all, all this season? You'd be very would, annoyed. Would he start getting questioned? I don't think it'd be the case of being questioned. It'd just be, how the hell did that happen? I think that'd be the question for him. Well, it's, yeah, it's just interesting um, for, from our mm. point of view to, to hear all these because we've had we've had a lot of debates on the show about yeah. well, no, about this, about um, where we are right now. And like, I, I'm one of those who always wants... To, wants to do more like it's like now nah, I yeah, look yeah. at Sunday as an opportunity to close the gap on yeah. Leicester and it opens up a position for third where Bird I don't, I don't want to put words in your mouth so you might be able to come in and explain something different here but well, I know what you're going to say. like I say yeah exactly like I say though but this is how you've come across to me like if like I say if we lost every game now towards now and the end of the season you'd, you'd be happy with that still I'm not saying I'd be happy because I'd be disappointed because of the position we're in right now. But when you, you're in a relegation battle the whole of last season, finishing sixth or seventh, you'd have, snapped any, you'd have snapped anyone's hand off for it this season. It's only because we are where we are now that there's this all this big thing about top four. But you were saying this six, seven, eight games ago when we was only on 40 points. Like now, I've, I've come round to your way of thinking, if you like because we're now on 52 points and it, it clearly is a big improvement. But, I mean, we were still on 40 points and you were still giving off the same sort of vibe where yeah, because we've actually gone on and, and now we're really... Like, back then, I think it was, can we win these games to get in the hunt for Champions League? Now we've actually won these games and the results have gone our way. We are well in the mix. Do you, do you not see where I was coming from? Yeah, I, I did. I did and I didn't because I don't know if it was you or Kelly that said if we finished seventh, it would be a foul season. You know, it was Kelly. Yeah, that's the bit <laughs> I had the problem with because it wouldn't have been. But now you can only hope for that. Now we've had spells in the top four that the board look at it and Moyes has got more ammo now to go and go in and say to them, look, I need this. This is what I need. And then we can actually compete without well, I don't think it's been fluky at all, obviously. 
but there's a lot of people out there that think it's just sort of by chance, you know what I mean? As if as if we've not we've not played these 30 games, we've not got the results and we should be there. But I just yeah. I'll, no, just I'll after 30 it. games, it ain't luck. And I think a, a lot of people why they've maybe got annoyed with me or or think maybe my opinion's been wrong or whatever is because they uh, about managing expectations, but it's just interesting, Jack, to listen to you. Um, yeah, yeah. And it, 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 even though you're saying even if you was to finish outside the top six it isn't like jump on Rodgers' back and all that it, but it will be disappointing and I think that's it with West Ham obviously it ain't our, our expectation was to never finish in the top six but yeah. all, all, I, all I've ever been trying to say is because we're in this position now mm. it'd be great to push on but yeah. now, now we've clearly improved on our position, it it would be disappointing if we dropped out of that position. That's all I've ever been trying to say along them lines. So it's just interesting to see. The bit, the bit I thought uh, was hard. Like, look, for instance, now Declan Rice is now out for what could be six weeks. Yeah. So why yeah. did Moyes replace? Why did Moyes think about this in January? Yeah, but it's not. No what? one thought about this in January. Well, why the not? He's, thing, he's, he's a paid Premier League manager. No, the only no thing one. is, well, the, the only player anyone wanted was another striker in general. No, 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 said... no, 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 because you're wrong. You know you're wrong as well. Like every West Ham fan, no, every West Ham fan knows we've needed a striker, a centre midfielder, and a left back. And you and and Moyes came out in January and said he was happy with the squad. So, if we are to lose this position due through to injuries that was to come it's around in that position, well, who's it down to then? I don't want to get into well, this because it's more, meant to be more about Leicester. But when you're saying things like this, it no. drives me insane. Ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, it's still the board's fault. No Why one... is it the board's fault? Moy said he was happy with his squad. I don't, I don't remember anyone saying they want to back up centre mid in January. Are you are you winding me up? No, Sam. So what, in Every January, West you want to fan, a striker, a centre mid and a left back all in January? Preferably, yeah. I would have done it 18 months no, ago, though, when he first come. He's had 18 on, months mate. to you do all this. Being... No, this is where I get the arm. He's had 18 months to do all this. Listen, he's, done, he's clearly done brilliant. And we're in a fantastic position, yeah? So I'm always in all day. I'll back him all day. But all I've, all I've asked is the positions we, we know we need to fill it. And you've even just said it yourself that we need these positions. Why is he not? Why is it taking so long to go and do it? Because if we get these injuries now between now and the end of the season, end up dropping out because we ain't got, um, because we've got no squad depth. When in January he turned around and said he was happy, why would you, as a Premier League manager, turn around and say you're happy with your squad when you've got no squad depth? Makes no sense. You keep saying he as if he's got the money to just go and chuck about. What? So you're was there money in January? (laughs) Yeah, but. You're, you keep hanging on about this £30 million budget and we could buy it all on Lingard. How are you getting a striker, a centre-mid, a left-back with that £30 million that you well, won't buy on This is Lingard? David Moyes' job. This is why he's paid £2 yeah, million no, pound a year. it's not David Moyes' job. It's not his fault. If he hasn't got the money there, how are is you he going to buy Whose oh. job is it to bring players into the team? How is he going to... With what money, Sam? The, you just told me he had money to spend in January. No, I did. I said to you... That thirty million. Did he or did he not have money to spend in January? Well, allegedly thirty million pounds. Yes. So that's a yes then. Did he spend that money in January? Did he spend that money in January? No. There you go. End of conversation. I don't see. I don't see where anywhere else 
I think that's right. If if there's the play, a player the right who players don't players fancy, why yeah. yeah, why go and spend your budget? Why is it taking him two years? Why is it taking him two years to find the right players? He's a Premier League manager. Why is it taking him two years to find the right player? Oh, mate, you're wrong. It's, it's taking him it's four months so I think to find the right, right player. Signings, I think yes, all the signings, he, has, yeah. he has, but we need good depth. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, we do. I just, I, yes, I sort of agree with no, Moyes that, because no, just, that I don't want him to waste money. That doesn't lie with Moyes. That's not Moyes' fault. So what? So if if we end up now dropping to eighth and finishing eighth, you're solely blaming Moyes and the ball yeah. get no stick from you whatsoever no more. Mate, the, the ball nah, could fuck off today. Wrong, the ball could fuck off today. So don't get me started on trying to act <laughs> as if I'm backing the ball. Because they could fuck well, off today. You know that for a fact. But the board were willing to back him in January and he said, no, thanks. He said he was happy with his squad. You keep going on about it. Both of you just said it there. That he uh, you don't want him wasting money and all that. He's had eighteen months to rectify these problems, and he hasn't done it. So mm. we're in this position now. If we are to drop out of these positions based on squad depth and, not, and a lack of it, and not being able to replace these players, then yes, Moyes will have to take criticism. He ain't immune to criticism just because he's doing well. It doesn't yeah. work like that. The only way he's immune to criticism is if we win every single Premier League game. If we win every Premier League game, I would then ask him why he lost 4-1. Do you know what I mean? Unless you're literally perfect in every game, you're always going to get criticism, Berlin. You should understand that, buddy. <laughs> anyway. Still think you're wrong way, All right, go on. We'll leave it there anyway, because I don't want to go on about us, Moyes, and all sorts. And Jack was giving us a good... Uh, a good opinion there, but Gus, I'm going to bring right, this Jack, over no, to you sorry, quickly. Sorry, I've got, a, I've got a couple Jack. questions for Jack. Yeah, go, go on. on, go on, bud. So, Jack, put yourself in West Ham's point of view and our yeah. shoe. If mm. we drop out of this top four and we finish seventh, yeah, yeah, are you, are you blaming it all on Moyes? I didn't say that. <laughs> well, didn't you say that. No, I didn't. No, are you not? No, if if that happens because of no, a lack Jack of squad depth, let Jack answer. No, because you've got to give context to him. Don't tell him. Uh, don't ask him a question by putting words in my mouth. I'm not right. So well, you because, of, because of Moy's lack of signings, yeah, in January, yeah, in January, if to we drop down the, to, to if we drop down to seventh, the lack of squad depth, if we drop down to seventh, is it Moy's fault, Jack? Do you know what? Yeah, I don't think you can just play. You can't really blame the manager because if you want to be in the top four and you've been in the, say, the top six for quite a way of the season now, like you guys have, you've been there and you've kept going, basically. I think the board should have backed him in January, which if that was unless they had the injuries and stuff like that, we'd expect the board to come and say to Brendan Rodgers, oh, we need this money, this money, this money to, to cement the top six. And if Moyes didn't get that, you'd be annoyed, wouldn't you, at the end of the season? Because you'd sit there and say, oh, yeah, it's the board's fault they didn't get him the money in the first place. Yeah, yeah, but this is the point, Jack. David Moyes yeah. was offered that money, but he refused and he, it. And he said he was happy with his squad. It just come out probably, and said it. it all it'd probably be his fault it. then, wouldn't it, really, if he didn't take the money when given it? It, this is what I'm trying to say. Listen, we've yeah. done fantastic. No matter what happens now, we've done fantastic. And I'll be Moyes continue next season. Yeah, but yeah. right now, we are in a position, a great position. And I want to take advantage mm. of that. And that's all I've ever said. And that's, all the, that's the only point I've ever tried to make. 
And that's where so I if would he then did, say... If he, did, if, he took, if he took the £30 million, yeah, and spent mm-hmm. £30 million on the striker like everyone wanted to, but then come April, we're in this position now where Declan Rice is injured. Whose fault is that then? Because we haven't got a backup centre mid. Well, then that, that's, where you, that's where I'd go back and look at the board as well, as well as Moyes. It's the same thing, though. He could have brought well, a left-back. Of, it is... Yes, no, but, yeah, but that, yeah, but this is why I'm not just I'm not blaming this solely on Moyes because primarily it is the ball's fault, like as a bigger overall picture. But we need it strengthening, and Moyes refused to do that. No matter what way you look at, whether it was striker, midfielder, defender, um, he he didn't he didn't add to the squad. Mm. That this is what I'm trying oh, to say. God. He he's refused think, to do it. God. You can't help. You can't help who gets injured, who got injured. We all would have, we all would have got another striker because we know about Antonio's hamstrings, but he didn't do that. It's really cruel what's happened to Declan Rice. And I, but I can fully understand what you're saying, but I just don't think Moy should be able to get away with it scot free when he was there was money to be spent in January. We was in this position in January. And for me, we should be making the most of it. And, and he's had 18 months, 24 months to to try and add to this squad and he still refused to do it. So that's just... I, I don't want to get into the realms of all these fucking conspiracy theories, but, but... You, just, you can't believe a word that comes out of the ball's mouth. So yeah, but X has be... even said it. I know, but it could... Because X don't know everything, does he? The ball could have had a meet well, with... Like... God, we'll, 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 have, we'll have another show on this because this could go on all day. Gus, <laughs> do you want to ask Jack a question? I want to know who your player of the season has been for Leicester. That's number one. Ooh. Number yeah. two, after we beat you on Sunday, you're still going to finish top four. <laughs> you put me on the spot now for player of the season. <laughs> um, I watch Leicester quite a lot. I like Leicester, man. You play really good football. Yeah. Do you know what? Telemann's a massive little player. Yeah. He's my favourite player. If I'd gone on improvement of the season, if James Justin didn't get injured, I would have gone James Justin. Um, But I think player of the season, this season, I'd give it to either Wilf or Yuri Telemann's. I'd say Yuri, to be honest. Yuri Telemann's. What about Harvey Barnes? Is Barnes up there before he's injured? Yeah, Barnes is definitely up there. If he didn't get injured, I think he'd be a shout for player of the season as well. Because he's he's so talking improvement. Massive. He's up there. Yeah, he's improved massively this season. If you would have said Barnes would have scored these goals this season, and then oh. looked at last season with him, he'll more about assists last season. He'll missing the open chance. If you looked at the one against Chelsea in the two-all draw at the King Power, oh, yeah. he missed the right sitter against Caballero this season. He would have put that away. I think if Harvey Barnes is fit right now, I don't think Lingard gets in that squad last week. I think if James Justin, I think James Justin, Madison, and Barnes, if they wasn't all injured at the wrong times, then yeah, I think big they would have been. They would have all been going to the Euros for sure. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. But, um, it's never guaranteed with Southampton. Nobody likes who he likes, doesn't he? Likes, doesn't he? No, he likes the players who don't really form for the so-called bigger clubs. Exactly. Still, still in that case as well. Uh, now, Jack and that last Gus, question. Jack and Gus, I asked you um, a, a couple of bits just to make up a couple of teams. I'm going to start mm-hmm. with Gus. I'm going to ask you to give us your favourite West Ham seven. This is very, very tough, man. Very, very <laughs> tough for me. 
I'm going to start in goal, yeah? I'm going with Jimmy Walker. It was a toss-up between him and Greeno. But Walker was, I think it was two seasons, he was outstanding. I remember going to Chelsea away in the cup when he saved Lamps' penalty. He was fucking unbelievable, that. And I think he has a good connection with the fans when he was playing. So I'm going to go Jimmy Walker. I know uh, Lille, so I know uh, Lille's is going to be fuming with that. Is he? Well, what's he saying? Yeah, because he doesn't think Jimmy Walker played enough for West Ham. He got us promoted. Massive part of it. Big, big part right. of it. Big, big part of it. Big, big. And and the first prim- season in the Premier was mustard, I thought. Um, I'm going one at the back. James Collins. Legend. Legend. Over two spells. Couldn't have asked much more. West Ham legend. It was a toss-up between him and Anton. But I just went for Ginge because I feel like he loves the club more than Ferdinand for some weird reason. And then three across the middle. On the right, Trevor Sinclair. I think you can all guess who's in the middle. Mark Noble. Yeah. Oh, on, <laughs> go on. On the, left, on the left, I'm going Matty Everton. Yeah, legend. <laughs> legend. Sinclair, Sinclair legend. I remember having all the kits I had a kid. I had either Sinclair or Decanio. I thought Sinclair was mustard. No balls, no ball, innit? Yeah. Two up top. That's just tough as well, man. I've gone Decanio and Bobby Zamora. Bobby. <laughs> Big Bobby Zamora, mate. All the goals, all the goals. Yeah. It was playoff big semi, man. The, the playoff semi-finals when we come up. Yeah, see that, things like that. that yeah. yeah, against Ipswich, that goal with Man Airwood. Yeah, Ipswich when we lost to Palace and then uh, yeah. Preston when we actually got promoted. So yeah. tell us your team again, Gus. Got Jimmy Walker in goal. Yeah. James Collins, Trevor Sinclair, Noble, Matty Everton. And Decanio and Zamora. Oh, he's top heavy. And he's top heavy, but we've got Noble tracking back. Sinclair and the first jeans. Tracking and back. I, I think that's the first jeans pick as well. So that's, yeah. a, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah loving man. that. Uh, Jack, you. sorry, I, I think I inter- interrupted earlier as well. Gus asked you how you'd feel after no, no. Uh, some. Uh, yeah, no, no. After. <laughs> I asked him if we after we beat him Sunday, where they still finish yeah. top four. That's it. Yeah, so sorry, you can answer that one as well. <laughs> I'd say if. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say if you beat us. Big game. Big game. Um, but it's a massive game. Uh, I'm expecting it to be a difficult game. West Ham are a good team. Leicester are a good side. So it's going to be a great attacking game, not just from mm. a Leicester and West Ham's point of view, but from a spectator's point of view as well. Roll on so, the nil-nil. I'm expecting a... I wouldn't say I'm expecting, but I think we'll beat you 2-1, but it'll be a very close game between two very good sides. You're confident of getting the top four. Uh, Jack, I asked you to do a combined 11 on current form. Uh, so this should be quite interesting because... Four and form. Third and fourth. Um, but yeah, let, let's have it. So West Ham and Leicester, yeah. So I'm going to go Schmeichling goal. Um... Let me have a look. So, I'm going to go Vardy and Antonio as a front two. Do you want 11 or do you want seven? Yeah, 11. Go 11. 11. Okay, so I'm going to go Wilfred NDD and Yuri Tillemans and Thomas Suchek as a free midfield. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I'd definitely put him over Rice. Um... Ooh. Left back, 
I'm going to go for Timothy Castagna. Um, right back, I'd probably say Cresswell, to be honest. I, I like Cresswell. I think he's a great player. So, we can either play both sides then, pair. So, yeah, they'll be my wing backs. Yeah. Um, how many players have I done now? Five, six, seven, eight. So, I've got three more. So, centre-offs, I'm going to go Wesley Fofano and Johnny Evans. And one more player I'm going to put in is Jesse Lingard. Jesse Lingard, yeah. He had to be in there. Can't, I, I, I'm scratching my head here, thinking about how have you managed to pick... I gave you 11 players as well, not even seven. And you still managed to leave out Declan. Did you not watch the international break? <laughs> yeah, but have you watched NDD? Have you watched NDD over Declan Rice though? That's the been a comparison uh, on Twitter though, hasn't it? Between Rice and NDD, I don't think there's any comparison. Well, yeah, Rice is a lot better. No, I think Wilf and NDD is a lot better. Oh, this is another <laughs> Calvin. This is another Calvin Phillips Declan Rice situation. <laughs> <laughs> How old's Wilfred? How old's NDD? Twenty-four. Still young, still still young age as well. Yeah, I think, still uh, young. Yeah, I think will be captain England in two years. That's yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think uh, very very Leicester heavy, but you are third. You are four points above us. So yeah, we're can we back. talk about personal white wing back though. <laughs> well, no, like no, I said, I think we can, you can swap. You can play on either side, can't you? Castagna. Yeah. We'll let Press it go. Let's do a four points above. I won't let the rice one go. He should well be in that squad. Um, should be captain of that team. <laughs> <laughs> let's, hey, get some, uh, let's get some <laughs> predictions for Sunday. Gus? I'm going to go 2-0 West Ham. Ooh, Lingard, at, Lingard at the double. All right, Bird? I'm going to stick with a trend of scoring three. Um, I'm going to go 3-2 again. The only thing that worries me wow. is right being there and, and DD and Tillemans through the middle. It does scare me a bit. I was saying, but, and DD ain't, ain't, ain't all bad then. 3 2 West Ham. 3 <laughs> 2 as well, yeah. And Jack, what was your prediction? Sorry. Uh, I'm going to go 2 1. I think Vardy will definitely get one this time round. He hasn't scored for a while, and West Ham seems to be one of them teams where if Always. a striker's not scored for so long, then <laughs> he'll come back and bite you. So he's obviously well, not even other fans know well. that. Everyone knows that. It's no, <laughs> mad, isn't it? I've been going on since the sixties, mate. Well, I think um, I, I'm gonna. I don't, I'm really stuck on this one, but I, I'm never gonna back against the boys. But I don't know if we'll win, so I'm gonna go one-one. But I do think it'll be quite an entertaining game. Yeah. Um, Lads. You take that point, Sam. Do you think that's a good big point if we, if we get a point yeah. there? Yeah, hundred percent. I think most yeah. important is not to lose in, in a game like this. Um, and like with Rice, out, you are sort of thinking, especially in these bigger games, it's, it's it definitely just is don't lose. So if we come away with a point, I'll be more happy. So I think it's more about stopping Leicester gaining as well. Because right now, I feel like there's only fourth. If we beat them. It's going to open up for third place as well, yeah. and then you've got four, think, um, four, four or five. Has anyone seen anything on Antonio's injury yet, or is it just precautionary? Has anyone seen anything? Lingard and Sturridge are fine. Yeah. Um, Scan Antonio, is it? Yeah, only a hamstring injury. Not much for Antonio yet, so we'll have to wait and see what happens. Yep. Lads, I've had a really great show. It's been good talking to everyone. Gus, thanks for coming on. 
Thanks for having me, brother. It's been really Cheers. good uh, to get your Leicester point of view across as well. Thank you. What you've had to it's say. been a pleasure. Bird, as usual, we'll, we'll go back to the drawing board with you. <laughs> 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 but no, I appreciate it. Let's, uh, let's have to do you on Sunday. Thanks to everyone for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. You can follow us on Twitter at the underscore bowling boys. And if you have any questions or want to be a guest on future shows, don't hesitate to DM us. We've been the bowling boys. You've been great. See you next time.